Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. another edition of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, Miss Fancy Pants herself, ring announcer to the stars, the most professional podcaster, the Twitterless heroine herself, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, your hostess with the mostest, back again with another episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. This week, both in audio and video format. So thank you if you are listening to this, or if you're watching this, you get the best of both worlds this week. The Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You may also be listening to this show on your favorite podcast streaming platform like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Many, many ways to listen to this show. But either way, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Make sure if you are listening to this show, tell a friend. Let them know what you think of the show. Let them know that this show exists. Uh, because that would be great, and I'd really appreciate it. Uh, but we have a great topic for you this week, a pretty fun one, very much wrestling-related, but also very quirky, which is really the goal of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, and I'd love to do that, but I cannot do that, cannot stress, cannot do that without my partner in crime. He is the kingpin of the thechairshot.com, the unstoppable one, Greg DeMarco. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! You know, normally when you list off the, 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 the typical podcast streaming platforms, you always throw in like one that no one ever uses. And it didn't happen this week. Like you're like, you'd be like, oh, Spotify, this, Spreaker, Podbay. And I'm just like, have I ever heard of that one? Like, like obviously I've heard of Spreaker because well, <laughs> I used it for, for Lucha yeah, Central. Yeah, so I get used to listing them off for Lucha Central, Lucha right. Central Weekly. And so I just just list all podcast platforms just hoping like, you know, like all of them them. in existence it's like a 10 minute process. all of them just just type in the hashtag miranda show or chair shot radio network but no I, I decided let's hone it in make it a little bit easier for people to find uh of course what i didn't mention the youtube video feed you can watch uh not really a feed because it's recorded but you can watch the video recording of this on the chair shots youtube page as well so yes. but yeah i did condense all of the podcast streaming platform so you condensed it and became more efficient and then 
I made you become less efficient by talking about the condensing. It's what we do here. This is exactly That's what we do. What we do. That's what we do here. Yes, exactly. Uh, but you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. And we're back. I know a lot of people were very afraid about the ending, not the ending, but last week's episode uh, with Greg and I brawling it out. Um, But we're back. We're professionals. We came back together. We actually, as Greg has mentioned, we just laughed a lot about it at the end. We We sure did. Rarely do Greg and I actually like argue. Um, so that was actually very fun to, to do. And, And that was all in real time. Like we did not plan that and ultimately what it was a good example of and i and i mentioned this uh during chair shot radio is two people coming to the same conclusion about a subject but getting there in two very different ways and so i think that that is a healthy exercise as grown ass adults as we are because we grown fully grown and it's because we grown and (laughs) i feel like i need to have nails this is the adult table We are podcasting at the the adult adult table. Yeah, we are podcasting at the adult table, having adult conversations, being able to sort out our differences. It wasn't even really differences because we agreed, but it's how we got there is is how the different routes. Sometimes people take different routes to get to the same destination. So, uh, which has influenced this week's topic, which I'm very excited to talk about because it is something that has grown a lot in professional wrestling. And, you know, we're going to have fun with this topic. Um, It also kind of... Uh, plays into something that you talked about, Greg, on last week's uh, Chair Shot Radio about insider terms, you know, fans using insider terminology. Not sure that this is what we're going to talk about is considered an insider term. But no, because this this term didn't exist until some marky-ass loser said it. I could, can't call him a loser. He was born into a billionaire family, but still, I it's, it's yeah, it's not an insider term. Don't, don't, yeah, don't worry. Don't reveal it yet because we have really good music to go with it, too. So I'm so excited for it. Yes. But before we get into this week's topic, you know, I got to do it every week. We have an update on Impact Zone Wrestling IZW uh, coming up uh, next Saturday, May 15th. Regulate. And well, of course, the show is still sold out. Still sold out. They'll sold out. Yeah. Tickets did not come flooding back in or, no. you know, didn't become available. The show itself is still sold out. Um, a, a big thank you to everyone who purchased tickets and everyone who's planning to be there. Uh, we are very, very excited to have all the fans in attendance at this show. And I mean, man, the punches keep on rolling. It's going to be a very, very stacked card. Um, if you follow IZW on social media, you'll be able to see some promos that have been um, released regarding some of the competitors for uh, the show. And really, I mean, it's a triple main event show. You have three. Three main events and three. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what show gives you three main events. I don't even think WrestleMania Nobody. did that. No, but we do. We do. WrestleMania we 35 kind of did, but, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, but I'm just saying like even this year's WrestleMania didn't give you, you know, it was two nights, no three main events. No, just two. two. We give you three and I, you know, promise you it's an easier seat to find than in wrestlemania you're way way closer to uh the action than probably many of you at wrestlemania but not an easy seat to find if you don't already have a ticket yeah just remember that just because it's sold out 
S. Greg, where can our listeners and viewers uh, find IZW on social media? Head on over to at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media. Uh, it's the best place to go. I-, I had to create like a link bank now for all the different things because we've released tickets for both the August event and the November event. And so I literally had to, in the profiles, there's now all the links that you can need and you can find. Um, there's also links to find the merchandise. There's links to find all kinds of stuff, all things IZW, including all the social media platforms. So yeah, at IZW Wrestling AZ, get all your information, get tickets to the future events and so much more. Uh, we are testing that out. We've released tickets for August. Grand Prix and November is fully legal. So if you want those tickets, I would suggest jumping on them when you can, uh, cause those are going, especially Grand Prix. So it's your opportunity to, to get a leg up on the competition, so to speak for tickets and get what you need. But, um, if you want to try to message and take a shot at tickets to, to regulate, uh, go ahead and try. I can't make any promises, especially right now, but, uh, yeah, it's, we're less than two weeks out and, and very, very excited for what's to come. Uh, here on the 15th it's going to be a hell of a night uh, a very unique night and and one that who knows if it'll ever happen again with the way the show has to be formatted with two intermissions and a a you know not having a, a ropes for a match i mean there's a lot of things that may never happen yeah again. i'm i mean we'll get into the triple main event uh the the first one and this is not any particular order just the order that it's listed on social media so please don't take this as the proper order because uh, I don't have that kind of authority to release. But, uh, you know, one of the main events is going to be the strap match between the Navajo Warrior and Gino Rivera. This has been building for months now. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you think someone may uh, die in the Bloodsport match, uh, but I also think that someone may die in this match. I mean, I teeter between I the... Gino. I pray for Gino in this yeah. because... You got a, a pissed off Navajo warrior in a strap match, which is his match. Uh, and obviously, like, there is nowhere for Gino to run in this. So nope. I, you know, RIP for, for Gino in this because I, I, I don't know how he's going to survive. But just to be clear, no one's dying. Just to be clear. No one is dying, though. No. Just figuratively. Uh, yes, yeah. figuratively, you can insert the y'all want to see a dead body gif because yes. or me um speaking of the second main event is our blood sport match no ropes no pinfalls win by submission or knockout between joe graves and the hawaiian lion two men who legit like can just beat people up yeah like they just yeah it just that's just a fact everything in this match is just hashtag fact like no exaggeration yeah no line like no just facts these people can they can beat anybody up and they're in a match in which they're both going to excel and you know the the hurt will happen and the first time in arizona that we're having a blood sport match um as well so history is being made uh, at this event and yeah if you are a fan of grappling if you are a fan of you know men with with uh you know, mixed martial arts background, like this is the match you'd have to watch, you know? And again, I'm speaking to, to the choir. Hopefully you've gotten your tickets. Um, but if, if not, I mean, man, this is going to be something so different than what you see in any show, especially in Arizona. So this is, you know, something really, really special, really unique. Yeah. You know, my biggest fear was that somebody was going to try to do it before we did after we announced it. 
didn't happen. So here we are, May 15th coming up. It's going to be amazing. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it fits. It's in both guys' wheelhouse. That's why I still remember when it hit me. I was like, we could do this. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something else. So it, it's, who knows if it'll ever happen again out here. So if you're there, it's going to be a sight to behold. And then our final main event is the IZW World Heavyweight Championship being defended. Recently crowned champion, Thugnificent is facing number one contender, Watson. And this is a matchup that, you know, is, I think, for some people on paper, wondering, huh, this how is this going to work? But one, Thugnificent, if any of you attended Monster, won the IZW World Heavyweight Championship after being the, the last man in Monster and getting that pinfall. And, you know, it was a huge surprise to everybody there. That has only fueled him more each and every single day to hold on to that championship. Um, and it, it literally goes everywhere with Thugnificent. Um, but he is planning on holding on to that title for quite some time. And this is his first challenger, Watson, who, you know, won the opportunity um, to, to be number one contender is fresh off of a huge victory uh, from Mr. Classic and has his eyes on the prize for that world heavyweight championship. So this is going to be a battle between two men eyeing for a very, very prestigious uh, championship. And when you want something that bad, you're going to do anything to get it. So that is something where that's my anticipation is both men are going to leave it all in the ring for really the most prestigious belt in the entire state of Arizona. Yeah, You got to understand, Thugnificent never scored a victory in IZW before winning Monster. And the first pinfall he scored was on the Hawaiian line at the end of Monster. He's got a lot to prove in this. He doesn't want to go out there and be a one-hit wonder. And losing his first title defense. And yet you got Watson who has held championships throughout the state of Arizona and the Southwest. And here he is on, on our biggest stage in IZW. And if he loses, where does that put him? You know, he, he won monster in 2020. He won the ladder match, all this. And then if he goes out there and loses, what was it for? So it's a lot at stake for both of these guys. And, and whoever doesn't come out on top, it, it's going to be, you know, they're going to have a lot of rebuilding to do from, from that point. So. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot at stake for both. Maybe more so than than in the other matches that you've talked about because the recovery from from losing one of the other two matches we talked about is a little bit different than the recovery from losing this one. So make sure you uh, stay tuned to IZW on social media. If you are looking for tickets for upcoming shows, now is the time to do it. Uh, Sellouts keep happening earlier and earlier. So the fact that Tickets are already available for August and tickets have already started to sell for August means that it's very easy. We could sell out uh, of uh, our August show within the next few weeks before the end uh, of regulate is very, very possible. So just, you know, if you're not even sure, just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and yeah, buy the tickets. It. Um, it's better to have them and to not have them. And Grand Prix is our annual tag team tournament as well. So if you are a fan of tag team wrestling, that is going to be the show for you. And of course, fully legal happening in November, IZW turns 21. So, you know, there's going to be some big matches, big events, uh, just his history continuing to be made yeah, at big time. Impact Zone Wrestling. So get your tickets now. Um, and, you know, 
just just be there that that's all i could say make sure to follow izw um izw wrestling az and to get all the latest information on talent announcements dates updates on tickets all of that uh but you know before we get into tonight's main topic greg i'm gonna need you to do me a favor what's that I'm going to need you to wind it up. Here it comes. It's time. It is time. Yes, it is time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirts today. And not only can you get chair shot t-shirts, you can also get IZW t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot shocking i know but one Amazing. central place yes for you to get your izw and chair shot t-shirts and that includes the chair shot worldwide t-shirt multiple always use your head logos and designs of course the og chair shot logo which is one of my favorites and then you have some classics like uh the corona chair shot t-shirt uh baron corbin sucks Second Nerds, and of course, some uh, friend of the show's, Patrick O'Dowd, his unofficial official t-shirt of save hash, hashtag save tag team wrestling. Uh, everybody hates Greg, because they kind of do. And of course, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, all available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to add a few extra dollars, you can order it in soft style, which I highly recommend because it's all for you. Make sure you treat yourself, spend the few extra dollars that you could have spent maybe on a cup of coffee, on a candy bar, on you know something that you really don't need, but you do need. A soft style t-shirt that I guarantee you. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Candy bar sound like like what kind of candy bar? Well, what kind of what do you mean what kind of candy bar? Well, there's some good candy bars out there. Like Well, yeah, there's some good candy bars, but like you don't need a candy bar. No, you, you don't need a soft style t-shirt. All right, let's go to commercial. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So this week's topic is somewhat a continuation. I would say it's inspired yeah. by last week's topic. It's inspired by last week's topic. Um, also, a quick shout out. So I just want to say I was going through social media and got a great comment on social media uh, from someone who listened to, to the podcast last week. I just want to read this out loud. A shout out to Josh Jordan. Josh Jordan, um, who left the message on Instagram and said, I listened to this podcast and thought mics were going to fly. And so I thank you uh, for your concern. Uh, Thank you for listening, Josh. And (laughs) no mics flew in the recording of last week's episode. I don't think mics are going to fly this week either, but they may one day. They may one day, we've already gotten to a point where now we know where, you know, limits are, but if you know, do we, they're one of us. Do we know where limits are? I don't know. I don't know if we do. Yes and no. I feel like we do, but 
I also feel like we do in the sense we know how to push the other person yes. beyond them. Well, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's obvious. Yes, yes. So that's that's how how it is. Uh, but so going back to to last week's topic, it was Kenny Omega winning the Impact World Championship and TNA Heavyweight Championship at, at Impact's Rebellion. Um, the crossover between Impact Wrestling and AEW and lack thereof. Um, and during this this whole program um a word has come up um that is now becoming very popular and talked about throughout the world of professional wrestling and greg alluded to it earlier when he talked about the origin of this word um some of you may say well you know greg didn't say who who started it well in greg's nope. terms he did you know in greg language he he did uh, say who who kind of started this word it is not an insider term but it came from AEW owner uh, Tony Khan and the, the term we're going to be talking about and the trend that we're going to be talking about this uh, on this episode is the forbidden door. It sounds so crazy. It just, so forbidden. I'm pretty, so the reason why I wanted to use the Twilight Zone theme, I'm pretty sure there's a Twilight Zone episode called The Forbidden Door. I'll it's find not, out. It sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Greg, I need you and your crack team uh, of interns to go ahead and, and research for me if that's an episode. But yes, it is. <laughs> it's been used so much over really the the past few weeks and it's continuance in other stories and in other moments i want to talk about this concept of the forbidden door because i mean all of last week's episode we talked about you know as AEW talked and and what they consider the forbidden door how they've interpreted that especially between impact wrestling and new japan you know, now not so much a forbidden door with Impact Wrestling. It's been very one-sided, whereas New Japan, the door has been a little bit more open. But we've seen, you know, promotions partner for quite some time, and it's never been considered a forbidden door until now, until, you know, AEW put a label on it so that they could then feel like they're breaking this, you know, non-traditional wall. But it's been happening for, for many, many years. I and mean, even one of the examples we'll talk about is a partnership between two companies that have cross-promoted for quite some time. But I want to talk about these different examples and really, you know, how how are these uh, different crossovers and partnerships truly crossing over a forbidden door? Or is it not? Is it just this term that has been created so it gives fans this illusion that the walls are breaking down, people are working together, when in reality, it's always been happening. It just looks different now. Or you have new players in the game, like AEW, who haven't partnered with other companies before, that are now kind of maybe looking to get some credit for all of these partnerships that have existed previously. That's, to me, what I feel like is the concept behind the forbidden door is that they're wanting to get credit for partnerships that have already existed. I mean, yes and no. Uh, okay. First of all, the forbidden planet is a thing, not the forbidden door. I, I it's as close as I could come. And that is actually somewhat of a crossover involving twilight zone, but uh, there was a forbidden planet that is a sci-fi uh, related and inspired. I did find that, but 
the forbidden door is just Tony Khan's way of trying to brag about being different than WWE. And, and some of them are the relationships that already existed, not between companies, but between people that have made these relationships easier. And and people have shown up on other people's products. I mean, remember when it has, used to happen with ECW and WWE all the time, and no one passed through any forbidden doors at that point. I don't know where he came up with the phrase forbidden door. I actually give him credit for coming up with that phrase because everybody's using it and, and everybody yeah, it, talks it's, about it. It's like it's a smart. buzzy term now. I'm a, I'm, if they don't have shirts, they should um, involving the forbidden door. Like, like they definitely Greg, should. We also need to get our crack team of interns on there to see if Forbidden Door is trademarked. Um, and if so, we need to file that. What do we need to see if it's trademarked? What what phrase? Uh, the Forbidden Door. The Forbidden Fucking Door. Um, yeah. We don't have to do it now, but just we'll just get the interns on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a project for later. Put it on the list. Project for, for later. Put it on. Put it on the list of things we wanna we wanna get accomplished here yes. on the. Uh, yes. You just made the list. There you go, forbidden door. Mm-hmm. You just made mm-hmm. the list. Just made the list. So I, I want to go over a few different examples of okay. of I guess maybe considering what is a forbidden door event and and what isn't, and it Let's, is going to involve you know some things that have not necessarily been confirmed. It's been reported out where uh through other news sources and i'll do my best to make sure again just to provide some context to it so we don't get into to world war three uh but just warning i i did this off air as well to prep greg because like i'm i'm trying to <laughs> because she doesn't want people to have fun that's why no well we have fun i mean you're gonna have fun because you're gonna have your feedback on whatever i say that's true. i just you know i'm just trying to ease how many do you this. have how many of these examples do you have three Okay. Three examples. Because I'm going to, maybe I'll rank them. I'm going to note them and I'm going to do something with them. I don't know what yet. Yes. But yes. We're just going to do it live. We're just going to do it live. We're just going to do it live. Yes. So the first example is an actual example. And this comes from uh, Saturday. AAA hosted uh, the Rada Reyes uh, show in which they had both the Rada Reyes uh, match and the Reina de Reinas match. Um, and the Raider race is crowning a new Raider Ray, which is just kind of like kind of the equivalent of a King of Ring, but it's not because not a tournament. But for the Reina de la Reina's match, it was to crown a new Reina de Reyes champion, their women's champion. That title was vacated by Taya Valkyrie, aka Frankie Monet, when she signed with NXT. So they crowned a new champion um, that turned out to be Baby Apache, um, a, a longstanding luchadora within AAA coming from the historic Apache family. And after she won, uh, Impact Wrestling's Deanna Parasso came out. She is the current Knockouts champion and challenged Baby Apache. And so this was, to me, a surprise um, to see Deanna Parasso on that show and challenge Fabi. Um, But it is almost an example of that, that crossover happening on Impact Talent, a designated Impact uh, Talent, their, their Knockouts champion, Coming on a AAA event to challenge their new Reina de Reina's champion, and uh, we're setting up the the possibility of a, another you know champion versus champion match. I don't know if this would be title versus title, but a champion versus champion match. Now, 
This is, again, Impact Wrestling and AAA have had a partnership before. Um, they've worked together for, for many years. But now that we're seeing this context within, you know, we've, we've already seen, you know, Kenny Omega come in. Um, he's also the AAA Mega Campeon. Now he's the Impact World Champion. We've seen that on the men's side. We're seeing this crossover happen on the women's side. Would you consider this, you know, an act of someone crossing the forbidden door? Absolutely not, because like you said, this went on long before the phrase forbidden door ever existed. So how could this be an act of crossing through the forbidden door? What were they doing, you know, 10 years ago when when stars from AAA were appearing on Impact all the time as part of the World X Cup and, and so many other gimmicks? And, and Impact stars were, I mean, Jeff Jarrett appeared down there long ago. Lots of people appeared in, in AAA long ago. I have a, a quick sidebar question for you. And it, and it combines one of the things that bothers me about English speaking wrestling fans. Um, and, and one of the things that you do very well, you're saying things like, like, you know, Reina de la Reinas and, and, and mega campion, but then you're saying triple a and not triple a, which I cannot stand when English speaking wrestling fans insist on saying triple a, like you sound like, I keep using this word. You sound like a Mark who's trying too hard yes. when you people say triple A. And, and it's of course, AEW, like, like they do it all the damn time because, well, I just, they're Mark who's trying too hard, but, but you don't say triple A, but you're saying all of the other things. What, well, what's I behind that? Because triple A, I would say, I don't know how there's a direct translation for the championships. Uh, cause that's really the only thing I'm, I'm saying. You could say mega champion. Title. You could say mega could champion. Say, yeah. And, and, uh, I think some of it is just what I'm used to saying. Right. Um, when I say campion, like that's just something that I've picked up. You could say mega champion. That that's fine. Uh, Reina de la Reina is like what I understand is like the proper title. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, there would be an English translation to it, but it just, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah, it just wouldn't be the same. And just AAA, one, I have a hard time rolling my R's. So if I say AAA, it would just like, I'd have to do it very, very slow. Well, yeah, most of the English-speaking morons who say that don't roll their R's. Yeah, well, I just say like going into why I don't say it. Yeah. But I guess for me, I just, I've, I've always known it in that way. And I agree. it's almost the same thing in, in Spanish when you have something that there's an English title. Even if there's a Spanish translation to it, you still say it in English. So I feel like if I'm talking in Spanish about AAA, then utilizing the Spanish words, especially um, the the name AAA, um, that would be more of the proper context to say it. But if I'm saying it in English, you know, I say what the English version is for, for the most part. Like I said, the only difference is that like Ray to Ray is, is the, you know, right, proper name. name for the show and, and the match. So there's, you know, I'd, I address it that way, but you're right. I don't know if, is it almost like a hipster thing to do? Like, it you is because no one, in, in no France. English speaking fans <laughs> were saying triple A until the young bucks and, and everybody started doing it. So yeah, it is. <laughs> See, that's the thing I didn't know. I think it's different. Like when, when you have some, some formality uh, of being bilingual, I'm not toting to be fully bilingual, but I think that for me, 
that that's where I have some some nuances with it. But I think too, at the end of the the day, it's like a, for me, I make that clear distinction when I speak about it in English. I give it the English right. connotation, and I appreciate right, that. I think, yeah, I was listening You're to. Not I'll the just... first person, literally, someone else the other day told me, like, I'm so glad you don't call it triple A. Oh, I hate as it. I was talking about it, and I was just like, why so many people get mad about that? Like, because it I sounds know. like again, they sound like okay, they did it on the DWI podcast. I'm just gonna say it. And AJ Belaz credited somebody. Oh, I'm really impressed that you said triple A. And I'm sitting there like I wanted to jump through the radio and shake somebody because no, it's not impressive. They were saying triple A. It sounds horrible. It's called triple A to us here in the states, and that's what we should call it. Unless you're doing a literal Spanish translation, then yeah, like you said, say, then like, it's triple A. Don't think there's anything offensive by utilizing the English no. connotation of it if you're speaking in English. It's been called that you for know, if, if you. Year yeah. it, when they were on Impact, they called them AAA all the time. Like mm-hmm. when Conan would talk about it on, he call it AAA. Like even when Lucha Underground had the relationship, it was referred to as AAA. Like it's just all of a sudden because the Young Bucks and Justin Roberts started saying AAA and Kenny Omega. Now we got to call it AAA, just like we got to call this crossover bullshit the Forbidden Door. So, oh, I said Forbidden Door. It's only 11 seconds, but it feels like more. Yes. Uh, and you all thought we weren't going to get through this episode without a Greg DeMarco rant. Look at you. We're all so oh, come lucky. On. We're all so lucky. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Leave us your thoughts on what you, you know, how do you pronounce AAA? Don't, I don't even want their thoughts because they're going <laughs> to say want, AAA. I want to know because I didn't realize it was, again, even though you're not the first person like in this last week to say it, like I did not realize it was such a, a pet peeve. For non-Spanish speakers, you know, I can understand maybe someone who's a Spanish speaker, but I also right. would think that like, there's, unless you're talking about it in Spanish, there's no need to. There's not. Talk you're a hundred percent right. There's no need. It's needless. Needless. But oh yeah. So going back to the original concept. Yes. Like I think now it feels like it is a forbidden door because this terminology has been introduced to us, but that is a partnership that's happened. It also may feel like it's a forbidden door because it is now possibly setting up a champion versus champion situation, um, which again is, is nothing new, but because this terminology vernacular has been introduced, you know, it's, oh my gosh. Now my hope though, too, is that both company i mean that one there's there's more opportunity for actual crossover promotion that both companies are able to to promote this to highlight it to make i mean it's a pretty big deal speaking of kind of full circle about this too you know uh the the longest reigning knockouts champion taya valkyrie was also one of the longest reigning the longest reigning reina de reina's champion as well she held held those belts simultaneously so if they are i mean it it could be kind of curious that they do champion versus champion and kind of winner takes off right um but i at, at the same time too i if anything, maybe it's just for bragging rights, um, because then it, it, it then would be kind of another case of the Reina the Reina's championship moving outside of AAA 
to be in the States all over again, which, Mm -hmm. you know, Taya did for a while and it was some good publicity, but then, you know, you have to reestablish that championship again. I think also keeping it within triple a, especially, you know, having the the title on Fabi, who is, you know, one of the most well-known luchadores in all of Mexico, of all the world, it adds credibility. It adds stability. And I think that's where it needs to go. So I am not an advocate for doing a title versus title match. I maybe just for bragging rights in particular. Um, Deanna Parazzo has already gone through, you know, most of the impact roster. And I think impact's been a great place for her. And now she's kind of picking up and seeing what the next challenge is. I don't think anyone on the current impact roster is anyone that she could use as a stepping stone or someone to kind of really solidify uh, her place as one of the the best of all time, but I think beating you know one of the best luchadoras in in all the world could help with that. So if they do it more as a way to help elevate the character and less about the championships, me personally, I that's what I'm leaning more towards. But I do think it could be a beneficial partnership. But again, it's also one that's been in existence for quite some time, so it doesn't. Yeah feel forbidden it's just picking up where they've left off also second second aside give taya valkyrie some credit she was the longest reigning champion pre-covid because all these title reign records are being broken because of covid because people aren't having events for them to lose on she did this all pre-covid at least for impact Yeah, she lost yeah no she lost the impact championship right before covid uh hit so she still had the reign at arenas for quite some time um but even before then she had the the belt for quite right. some time so you know um she she too earned both both of those uh, uh records she earned completely fair and square i absolutely agree so the second story, and this is where I preference, you know, what I mentioned before, uh, the second story uh, in The Forbidden Door. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! The, the two are right next to each other. This is a story that's been circulating uh, around the internet. This is wrestling news with a Z because it did get uh, initially started uh, through the Wrestling Observer and it also got picked up by Fightful. So, um, you know, just those those are how these stories started and how they've been moving around. Um, and that is a supposed the seeds have been planted for a supposed partnership, maybe crossover interest from WWE in partnering with major league wrestling MLW. Now, the reason I bring this up again, it's only through these wrestling news sites with a Z, nothing has been confirmed directly from WWE and there's really no detail. So there's very, very little information to confirm any of the validity of these stories. But the reason I want to bring it up is because again, it's something to do with WWE and it's something to do with a smaller promotion in MLW and, you know, somewhat of kind of a similarity between AEW and impact that story. And, you know, the, the term forbidden door was written all over this. Uh, but there was also a lot of similarities. I think why some people thought it was believable and why it makes sense is because WWE previously had a relationship with evolve before they bought them out. 
And again, this was due to many reasons why Evolve shut down, a lot of it due to COVID, but they did have a partnership with Evolve and that seemed to help funnel into NXT. So it does not seem completely far-fetched. However, again, it's also wondering why. Why would WWE want to partner with MLW, um, especially if, you know, there's no need. They have NXT. They're able to scout and work with talent all over the United States. Why would they need to partner with MLW? Now, of course, there's all the reasons why MLW would want to partner with WWE, whether that helps in visibility, um, maybe in, you know, ex- not talent exchange, but helping their, some of their talent get to, to move up. But also you think about, and we talked about it last week, why would WWE want to partner with MLW? It's that video library. You know, MLW does have some very good video content um, in a video library that that's what happened when they partnered and eventually bought out Evolve. They got all their content. And we joked about it last week that, you know, AEW is trying to uh, scoop into Impact to get dibs on that that video library. Bankrupted from so, the inside. Yes. So, you know, this would be, I guess, an example, going back to my you know original question I asked in, in the, the previous example, would this be an example of, a, you know, the forbidden door? I'd say yes, as far as two North American promotions working together. But again, because there's no details to it and no source of validity, we would have no idea what that would look like. It wouldn't, maybe it would just be all behind the scenes. As I mentioned, you know, maybe something more closely to what they did with Evolve or maybe just for them getting steps and steps closer to their video library. But in a pie in the sky, you know, fantasy booking type of event, you know, being able to see, and this seems like primarily more NXT territory, but, you know, having MLW have content or have the availability to have stuff, you know, through WWE or cross promotion or something. But I mean, you know, it, it sounds like a cool idea in theory, but it also leaves a lot more questions than answers, I think. Uh, it's funny because I, I understand everything you said except for the word yes. How in the world is, is this a forbidden door thing? It's not a forbidden door thing at all. It's not even close. It wasn't a forbidden door when it was done with Evolve before the phrase forbidden door ever existed. It's the same exact principle as Impact Wrestling and AAA as it is as MLW and the E working together in this sense. It's And it's for the same reasons as the Evolve relationship. It's because WWE has the opportunity to take talent in the Performance Center who's not working and give them a place to work. It worked with Evolve. They were sending talent to Evolve to work. It helped Evolve. It helped the company. They ended up buying Evolve when, when Evolve didn't work out. History is not on MLW's side. I'm not saying they're in trouble. I'm not saying there's any issues. I'm not saying any of that. But in, in no way is this a partnership, first of all, in terms of an equal partnership. This isn't going to be Jacob Fatu showing up on NXT and and Wade Barrett talking about how it's the MLW champion, Jacob Fatu, showing up in NXT. No. Here's the other thing. Whenever Jacob Fatu finally loses the MLW championship to Alexander Hammerstone, what does he have left to do in MLW? I'll tell you what he's left to do in MLW. Nothing. He goes to WWE. That's what he has left to do. And he eventually becomes a henchman for Roman Reigns before breaking out on his own and becoming a major star. Like, that's his best career trajectory possible. I just booked it for you right now. And 
Booking it. That was a freebie, WWE. That was a freebie. I know you're listening, so you might as well do it. But but again, they did it with Evolve. They did it with ECW. So how can this be a Forbidden Door thing? Not only that, but like, look at this past WrestleMania. Look at the major stars on WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Cesaro. Where they all come from? They all came from Ring of Honor, who WWE had a relationship with. And if you don't think they had a relationship with them, they've used their footage. So obviously, they've had a relationship with them, and and many more. So this is nothing new, and existed long before Tony Khan invented the phrase "forbidden door." So. Is it good? I think it is. Is it very similar to what happened with Evolve? Yeah. When the Evolve thing started, it wasn't done so that they could buy Evolve. It was done so they could have access no. to shows. They were putting shows. Evolve was in trouble. Evolve was in financial trouble. And I don't think MLW is. And you talked about, you know, what happened last year with COVID. That's Evolve's fault. They sold all their stuff that they could for WrestleMania weekend. They spent the money. Then they had to cancel the events. Like that's what they did wrong. The money was already spent and they didn't have money to refund everybody. So they had to go bankrupt. WWE did what they do. Picked up the scraps. Gave gave Sapolsky a new job. He already had one there. Bing, bang, boom. Here we are. And now they're probably going to, you know, this whole diamond mine thing might be a developmental show for WWE anyway. So I think the MLW relationship is going to benefit MLW in terms of an influx of talent that they don't have to pay for because WWE is already paying that talent. And it benefits WWE because they see the value in talent having those opportunities. Talent benefited from coming from Ring of Honor. Talent benefited from going to Evolve and working. And remember, most of the talent that WWE put in Evolve wasn't talent that came from the indies. It was talent that, that WWE trained and then put out there, like the Street Profits. Uh, and the same thing would happen with MLW. You're not going to see independent talent going to MLW from WWE. You're going to see PC talent who needs the reps and needs the experience but can't get them in NXT. That's what they're probably going to use. And I hope it happens because I think it's great for everybody involved. But not a forbidden door thing. So I was – no, well, so I was doing some of my own crack research, and I'm thinking, so how do we define what the forbidden door is? And my first guess is – Go to UrbanDictionary.com because that is where all slang goes to live. So the fact that it's not on UrbanDictionary.com is a missed opportunity uh, from AEW because then they could take credit for adding a new word to uh, Urban Dictionary because uh, that's really where uh, all, all the new words go. You know, The Rock has the actual dictionary. Tony Khan, I think you can, you know, sneak your way into Urban Dictionary. That's as, as good as it's going to get. Um, but, you know, yeah, you're right as far as, you know, this being an example of, of partnerships and, and past. And, and what I mentioned, too, I think it's more of this concept of, again, how is it utilized, even if it is just within, you know, exchange of, of talent and you mentioned more on nxt side as far as nxt talent coming over that seems less of, for, of a forbidden door as if say like you mentioned a jacob fatu and and maybe that's kind of a to me where i think some of the definition of a forbidden door is it's one thing when you have talent from say a bigger promotion going to a smaller but maybe smaller to bigger is where that is big and and again that goes back to the whole argument we mentioned too between AEW and Impact is that AEW is viewed as the bigger promotion. They had all their talent on Impact where no one from Impact has gone to AEW. So Here's I how like I define the forbidden door. Yeah. In all seriousness, even though I hate the phrase. To me, something can be can fall under that umbrella of forbidden door 
when it's a wrestler from one promotion wrestling in another, but still representing and being acknowledged as being from their home promotion. When Kenta shows up in AEW and he's New Japan star Kenta, that's different than Kenta showing up in AEW. And yeah, we all know he's from New Japan, but he's not being promoted as New Japan star Kenta. That to me is more how it's a forbidden door thing. And and it's also something I feel like that, that would that would happen more in a smaller promotion. Like a smaller promotion right. would acknowledge that yeah. and say the vice versa. So I feel like that's more of how that would likely happen. But it so doesn't we're, like, again, so like we're for me. Kind of the let same thing, but let me give you an example. If performance center wrestler, if if the Steiner Rick Steiner's son, okay, say he goes and works in MLW. All right, that to me is not Forbidden Door. Okay. If Adam Cole goes and works in MLW, that's Forbidden Door. If, if you know, Drew McIntyre goes and works in MLW, that's Forbidden Door. But if random PC guy or, or female goes and works in MLW, that's not Forbidden Door to me at all. So that's kind of where I make the difference. Like this is, you have to be established before you go. Very solid point. Now, I want to get into the third topic, uh, the third example of the Forbidden Door. Oh, hang on. I'm not even in the Soundbite program. Well, what the hell, Greg? I, I'm trying to research things. I found that the Forbidden Door was both a novel and a movie at some point. Neither of which seemed to be about an actual door. So, yeah. Very confusing. Very confusing. So, this is... um. Mm, not even theoretical. Um, this is about a jacket. This is about a jacket. If there's anything that's going to be based into turn into a Twilight Zone episode, I feel like it's this. It started with Seth Rollins going on Twitter, um, acknowledging and congratulating his jacket for crossing through the forbidden door. And what he was alluding to is the same. Hang on. Hey, hang on. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that we all get to live in a world that Seth Rollins is a part of. Yes. I mean, this, this, I'm not going to jump ahead to what I want to say about this, but this, this was really the inspiration. Just just for a moment. Really the example I wanted to get to. Just allow me to do something for a moment. Because you all, as a community out there listening to the show, do not love Seth Rollins enough. And if you do, if you are Seth Rollins' biggest fan, you still don't love and appreciate Seth Rollins enough. Because what he does, especially the the purposeful overreactions on Twitter, are just absolutely amazing. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. No, but we are benefiting. We're blessed. We're blessed. Hashtag blessed to live in this world. <laughs> so Seth Rollins acknowledged that his jacket, his pretty famous black moto jacket with kind of the, the fluff collar, uh, crossed the forbidden door. 
and made an appearance, not one appearance, two appearances on AEW television because both the Young Bucks wore that same jacket um, as part of their ring attire. And, I mean, it, it's a famous jacket. It's the jacket he's been wearing, really, for right. a, a good while. It's his signature jacket. And it, it crossed over, it, you know. Now, AEW commentary uh, did not acknowledge it. However, as far as, you know, the, the famous Seth Rollins jacket. Uh, but the, the Young Bucks responded. Sort of. Uh, I believe. Yeah, kind of. I they changed their Twitter bio to say, hey, Tyler. And we'll talk about how dumb that is. Hey, Tyler. Great minds think alike. This is what they do now. They change their Twitter bio and they tweet new bio. So people have to go to their bio page and read their bio. They change it like three times a day. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. <laughs> don't. I, I mean, this is literally the, the the worst thing about it. Like, like I just, I didn't know what was happening until, because, you know, I, I go on Twitter for like a few days and then I go off it for like a week. And it's just, it's as dumb as it sounds. And, and look, I'm biased, okay? I am negatively biased against the bullshit the Young Bucks do. And this is chief among them. The only reason why this is worth anything is because of Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just the acknowledgement. Because to be honest, I would have not, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Like, I don't look enough at the Young Bucks um, <laughs> attire to notice it. But apparently when y'all on fashion uh, crusades, which all of them are now, you know, Seth Rollins is very much a fashionista now. Young Bucks just recently changed, you know, into the drip, which is now, you know, but Miz and Morrison did it first, especially Morrison. So, I mean, it's, but it's a trend, which really, when you think about it, Ricky Starks kind of had been doing it for a while. So uh, everyone copies everybody. Uh, and, and he took it from really the rock, which the rock is, is, and then, you know, everything in begins really with Ric Flair. That's really what I'm trying to get to. Um, that's it. And he took it from Dusty Rhodes. And he took it from Dusty, but I mean, man, Ric Flair made it. Right. And he, he took it from Dusty, did Dusty better than Dusty, that Dusty had to become the common man. Like Dusty was Ric Flair before Ric Flair was, and Ric Flair will tell you that. He just did it so well that Dusty had to give up on it and yes. and and do that. The Young Bucks are not going to do anybody else's gimmick so well that they have to give up on it. Man. But but please expound before I go crazy on well, this Well, that's really what it, it comes down to, you know. I mean, Seth Rollins being uh, the genius that he is about, one, kind of acknowledging the, the silliness about this concept of the forbidden door. Um, two, the, really the jacket is, is the first... <laughs> entity to make it through uh successfully and also i mean that's it was him congratulating himself in his current iteration his current character as being this visionary you know and almost like taking credit for this concept of the forbidden door which is in the best way like this would be something i would imagine current seth rollins yes. thinking of and talking about and like it's kind of just just genius like i i just loved it by just one simple tweet one simple you know comment and and being so attentive to detail doing that while still staying in character while still being annoying as hell but being right 20 years from now 20 years from now seth rollins is going to be chris jericho oh 
Absolutely. What do you mean? Like Chris, Chris, Jer- in like every sense of Chris Jericho, like that. I hope not. I mean, when you. Th- but he's going to be over the top. He's going to because he's already working everybody with a lot of the comments he makes, and, and he's just he just doesn't care, and he shows it. And I think that's what's going to happen when Seth Rollins is at that point of his career. Like he's going to be making money from somebody at the age of fifty. And it's going to be just entertaining and, and as I'll get out, it's going to be like a gift that he's giving the wrestling world by being Seth Rollins. And he's just kind of coming into his own, I think, and realizing how absurd this business is sometimes and just playing into that absurdity. And he's doing it better than the guys whose gimmick it is, which is the Young Bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the ultimate question. Seth Rollins' jacket. Does this constitute the forbidden door? I got to go back to your show sound bites. Hang on. I'm going to surprise you with my answer and say, yes, this does constitute passing through the forbidden door for one reason and one reason alone. Because Seth Rollins said it does. And that's the only reason why. Because Tony Khan's, now now you're getting what you want. Because Tony Khan's marky ass bullshit of a forbidden door is meaningless. It carries no meaning, no weight whatsoever. He just wants to pop himself and pop the boys to say that he has this forbidden door that he has opened up that never even existed. So you can't open a door that doesn't exist. But when someone of the acumen of a Seth Rollins determines that his jacket has passed through this mythical, magical, forbidden door, I, Greg DeMarco, am 100% on board with the fact that Seth Rollins' jacket has passed through the forbidden door to AEW from the E. Thank you, Seth Rollins. Thank you. That 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 applause is for Seth Rollins. That is for the gift that he is to the world of professional wrestling, and that is just why we need him. We need him. If I, I'm going to be disappointed if the next round of Seth Rollins merchandise does not feature a door. You don't need to say it. You just need a door. I want him to come out on SmackDown. And I love the new set, by the way. I just want to point that out. Place a door, like APA style, going back, and then like standing in front of that door to place it, then walking around behind it, opening it and walking through that door, and not letting anyone else pass through it for the sole reason that that door, Miranda, is forbidden. (laughs) You know, this does remind me, again, another fun thing, though I don't see it happening, but you know who has a door as part of their set? And that's, uh, hello, ding dong, Bailey. You know who else has a door? That's Bray Wyatt. Well, that's, that's, that's just spooky. That's just creepy. That, that is, that's where it could actually fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, could you imagine dropping into a Firefly Funhouse match and all of a sudden you're at Jacksonville? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's brilliant. So, yeah. Again, I want to revisit WWE the Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt feud just to have this happen. Hour. 
Villas by the hour, WWE. I mean, it's just money uh, on top of money on top of money. I gotta start cashing in some of these connections. Like, it's it's just there for the taking. So there, yes. But I I, and I would love it just in subtlety. Whether he says it, and it's almost just one of those little things you pop over, you know, like that. I would love uh, just a merch because you can't trademark a door, so you know fuck off and all these other ideas that we have you know kind of playing playing around with it but i i'm i'm so glad you see you see it in the same way that i do that this jacket has done what no other person has has been able to do even the creator of the word and that is pass through the forbidden door i just i i owe it to everybody listening to point out one thing and one thing alone when your gimmick is the fact that you rip off other gimmicks, you have no gimmick at all. And that's what literally the Young Bucks have been doing for the better part of their careers at this point. Like I like the drip. I mean, I, I, I feel like it, you know, doesn't bother me. It, it makes me laugh, you know? It doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, do I do I think it's great when like Seth Rollins you know, does it better? Yes. It makes me laugh so much. Like it's, it's great. You know, I don't, I don't mind. This is like less annoying than whatever they were trying to do before. Like, I don't know what they were trying to do before. I hate this in between, you know, not a good guy, not a bad guy, kind of dumb bullshit. Like if you're going to be dumb, be dumb, like own your dumbness. I feel like they're owning their dumbness right now. And I can't be I don't mad think at they that. are. I think they think yeah, it's cool. I do feel like they're owning their dumbness. I think they you know? think it's cool. Like, well, I th- <laughs> when Ring of Honor had the kingdom and they were holding up four fingers and it pissed everyone off, they're like, well, that's why it works. No, that wasn't why it worked. And that's why they're not doing it now. They realized it was dumb. By the way, I just searched for Forbidden Door on Pro Wrestling Tees and I'll give you the exact quote. Your search returned no results. Mm-hmm. So apparently the Forbidden Door is forbidden in itself. Yeah. It also means there's money to be made that is not being made. Like... In, in so much merch and you're you're welcome on this like again when you think i think in retrospect when we think about the year that you know will be 2021 when we're talking about this in december that will be you know one of those moments in wrestling that we go back and be like man remember when the forbidden door was something remember the summer of the forbidden door or the spring i guess at this point? they need to have an episode of dynamite or a pay-per-view that features all AEW talent against all outside talent and just call it the Forbidden Door. Ooh. Or opening the Forbidden Door or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why not yeah. do that? Like, if you're going to, it's like you said, if you're going to go stupid, just go stupid. Yeah. Go all the way stupid. Go stupid. Just go stupid. Own the stupidness. Now, take it. If Seth Rollins ever appears, I will then admit there's a Forbidden Door. I will fully admit there's a forbidden door. If Seth Rollins, as Seth Rollins, not as Tyler Black, but as Seth Rollins appears in AEW, I will fully admit. Well, the seeds have been planted because the jackets made it already. You know, it's a piece by piece portal. You know, the door just takes time, takes time. You know, the jacket next will be, you know, a scarf or a shoe or I don't know, hair. They both got lots of hair. I don't know. Yeah. Scrunchy. Bun. Now, because w- you know Seth Rollins has the drip, right? 
Could he possibly show up with the scarf that MJF wears? Like, how amazing would that be? I was thinking more, I mean, that would be good. I was thinking more of a Jericho scarf only just because of like, that's yeah. old Jericho though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you start you start adding other items of Drinking champagne, it. calling it the bubbly. I mean, there's yes. so much that he could do. So much. Just, I just, I'm so excited for Seth Rollins. Like, he's just, just a joy. Just a joy. And if you guys want to you know, we talk about him a, a little bit on the Baby Face Heel podcast this week regarding, you know, his time in the Shield and all three members of the Shield. And, you know, where would we be without the Shield? We wouldn't have the blessing that we call Seth Rollins. Probably not. We wouldn't. And it'd be a sad world. That would be a very, very unfortunate thing. Event. Yeah. So I'm glad to be living in this world. We you are know, who we knows are fortunate. What the world behind the forbidden door is like. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Thank you, Rollins. Man. Thank you. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And that will do it for us on this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching uh, this week's episode as we talked about the Forbidden Door. It's really sad that neither of us has a door in our camera shot. Yeah. Like. Don't Major oversight on our part. Yeah. I got this little cage behind me. And, yeah, and yeah, a door. yeah. So you got that one. The forbid- I just opened the forbidden door. All chaos now. That's bad. Yeah, I gotta close All it. chaos. I better close that thing. We don't want that You now. better close that thing. It's going to be like Toy Story when like they all get alive like when you leave. And it only does by like the door. Almost like Indian in the cupboard. Like when they all get Andy's inside coming. the cage. No, it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. Uh, there was that whole time, like, my kids were at the perfect age when all the kids would yell, Andy's coming, and they would all flop on the floor. Yeah. They actually did well, that. I heard that. I heard that at one point they you could do that at Disneyland, but I think people then started to abuse that. And they Probably. They, um, they did it in, like, I don't know if it was my son or my daughter, did it at school, where, like, the kids planned it, like... Someone yelled, Andy's coming, like, in the middle of class, and all the kids flopped down on the floor. And the teacher was just like, the fuck? Like, seriously, get up. This is, this is, this is science. Get up. Before we finish this week's episode, I just want to do a quick plug for some of the events that I will be announcing at in the near future. We already talked about Impact Zone Wrestling. That is Saturday, May 15th. I will be your ringside correspondent, giving you the interviews that you need to know live at Regulate. 
this Saturday, I will be uh, with the future stars of wrestling in Las Vegas for Psycho de Mayo. Not Cinco, Psycho de Mayo. Uh, that is a Saturday, May 8th. It's going to be live on the FSW Network, and it's going to be featuring Triple uh, A, or for those Spanish speakers, Triple A, Estrella, Super Estrella, uh, Psycho Cloud. And a uh, new recently signed Triple uh, A star, Sam Adonis. Uh, both will be on the card, and that's live on the FSW Network. You can go to fswnetwork.com to sign up uh, for a low price of $7.99 a month. You will get not only that show, but also content within their video library. And then ne- the Friday after that, Friday, May 14th, I will be at FSW's Changing the Game. And that is going to be live on Fight TV. So make sure uh, you check both of those out for anyone, especially if you are a AAA fan or a Lucha Libre fan. Psycho de Mayo is going to be an amazing show. Uh, these two men battled it out just recently at Ray de Reyes, and they're going to continue that heat through Las Vegas. So make sure you stay tuned. I will be announcing for that, and I will be at Changing the Game. And of course, Impact Zone Wrestling in Tempe, Arizona. Message Greg and I if you are interested. There may be a few tickets left. Never know. Um, but no, no no guarantees and no promises. But make sure you do check out Impact Zone Wrestling online to get tickets for the August show Grand Prix and also the November show Fully Legal. And in general, don't forget to support your local wrestling promotions. Uh, if they have t-shirts like IZW does, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your own IZW t-shirt. You can buy your local promotions t-shirts and merchandise. Go follow them on social media. If they are running shows and you're comfortable going, go to their live show, buy maybe a, a streaming of their latest show, visit their social medias page or YouTube page, buy merchandise maybe from some of the talent that are appear on that show, whatever it may be. Just don't forget to support your local wrestling promotions that is the lifeblood of independent wrestling and for a lot of people you know uh, they're finally coming back to shows they're finally performing at shows again and so being able to support your local independent shows that you know you want to see a future of professional wrestling and if you've never visited or gone to your local independent wrestling promotion you gotta do it i absolutely absolutely recommending and it's just a once in a lifetime experience if you've only been to wwe shows or major promotion shows you gotta go to a local wrestling promotion they all vary you know some are better than others however you know just to have that experience to you know be at a live show meet and see talent working in the ring that you know you never know you could see on your tv screen one day it's a pretty big deal and it helps support you know your local wrestling community so make sure you go and do that however you can and man we made it throughout this show without super yelling and screaming at each other so that's really good Um, we'll see how it goes next week for now Yeah, we'll see how it goes next week. Who knows? It seems like more and more topics within wrestling are becoming a lot more, not controversial, but, you know, we're we're starting to uh, (laughs) get more into uh, some blurring the lines territory. So, hey, you know, who knows what we'll talk about next week. The only way you can figure that out is listen to the hashtag Miranda Show, a proud part of the Cheershot Radio Network at thecheershot.com. I, I gotta find it. Hang on. 
I'm all because of what where the, the Twilight fuck? Zone is. It's been happening all show. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I've hit a point where there's too many. I have. Wow. Is that true? Is it true? I feel like we get to this point and then there's more buttons. I need to maybe organize them better. Yes. Because when they get added in, like it's time for a reorganization of all the sound files. Yeah. There are some things that have to be moved around. I'm glad you acknowledge this, Greg. I support you in this and I, I'm here to help you see through your button bar addiction. Just make sure people understand that is not happening before May 15th. Just point that out right now. Yes. Fair enough. Nothing fair, is happening before enough. May 15th. Nothing. Nothing is happening. Yes, except this show. It's happening. It well, yes. happened. It actually happened. And it you will happen again. It. You experienced it. And uh, congratulations. Thank you so much for listening to the show, watching the show. Make sure you tell your friends. Share on social media. Follow us on social media. Me, myself, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter because I'm the Twitterless heroine. No Twitter. You can follow Greg at Chairshot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also follow the Chairshot.com on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That way you get to see all the things that are happening throughout the Chairshot Radio Network, including uh, notifications of when new episodes of Chairshot Radio come up, when the Babyface Heal podcast come up, and of course, new episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show. It's been an honor and pleasure, everyone. Take care. We will be back. And don't you worry, pray a little hearts out. We got some more wrestling craziness for you. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to always keep it soft style. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.